0: And welcome to the newest indoor adventure in the Four Keeps, Origin, Part 5. Today is August 2nd, 2021, and you are are loved. That is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games. This is your first time joining us. You can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash indoor adventures to check up on our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions questions not only from each other but also from the community but if you already support us on patreon you already support us on YouTube and twitch and you're trying to think to yourself where can I go to help support this fantastic show even more guess what buddy I got your back quite literally in fact because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com we got t-shirts we got posters we got mugs we got crop tops throw pillows shower curtains aprons stickers clocks Aprons. And guess what? We also have Tia masks. That's right. We have face masks with the symbol of Tia upon them in all five of her glorious chromatic colors done up by our very own Cyberwolf 1201, where all of the proceeds of which end up going to help support Doctors Without Borders. So if you would like to help support a good cause or possibly help support this show, you can again go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. That is indooradventure. No S at the end.redbubble.com. And before we continue with our sign ons, I would like to say thank you for the follow dragonheart 305 and for ba- bobby d i think that's how you pronounce that one thank you for the follows and Baby of course d. and kitsune adventures thank you so much for the raid uh but that is it for my opening spiel so hey rj who are you playing today hey everybody
1: i'm rj and today i'm playing calem the shatterkai wizard and we both go by he him
2: well, that's a change. Hi, I'm LB Hackemup, and I'll be playing Gwen, the halfling barbarian fighter.
3: Oi, I'm Cyber. I use he/him or I use he or, or any pronouns. Uh, I play Arjan. He's a. I don't have my page up. Uh, he he he's that that. Uh, he he he's a ranger. He uses he/him pronouns. He's also alive. I have to clarify that.
4: Hey, everybody, I'm Wings, also known as Tanae Keener. I'm playing as Coriander tonight, the Allergen Paladin. Uh, I go by she, her, and Coriander goes by any pronouns that are relevant at the moment.
0: And I am the Indoor Adventurer, he, him, and tonight I shall be your Dungeon Master. So last we left off, you had all been transported to the moon of all places by none other than Elestrae, the moonlight dancing goddess herself, in order to fight off an incursion that Caius was creating. Uh, Caius, of course, being the worm that walks, one of the biggest enemies that you have faced up until this point. Uh, it was at that point that Caius took on a colossal form as a worm mage and through an extended combat that resulted in three of you being disintegrated you were able to come out on top with Arjan being the last one left alive. Now as we ended last session Olivier managed to get the final blow against Caius and after the worm that walked was no more than a mass upon the ground. All that was left was Arjan, Olivier, and a wall of force containing the party's uh, about 500 pounds of dust, if I'm not mistaken, Cyber, you said earlier uh, before we went live, uh, as well as a plethora of magical items uh, that had once belonged to these party members. Now, Wall of Force is a concentration spell, so, Cyber, I wanted to ask, do you feel like Arjan is able to maintain concentration on this spell as you had landed atop it? Fuck no. Okay, just wanted to check on that one. Uh, So as you go to land on top of it and start uh, seeing everything that is here, the Wall of Force then begins to melt away. And everything that was being held inside collapses onto the ground. You see the Runtax, you see Gwen's fire-resistant dragon scale armor that Kendek had made. You see Corey's ring of writhe as well as um, several random potions and other rings that had belonged to her as well. Um, and you also see uh, her arm fall, uh, the metallic propulsion arm that her father had made, and you see Calem's robes also flutter to the ground amongst all of this dust. Uh, at this point, Oliviette begins to come over to the pile and you hear her saying in Elvish, um, and this is a very easy phrase for you to pick up on, you don't speak fluent Elvish but you've been around Caleb and Corey enough to understand, a very pleading no. Uh, as she begins to repeat that phrase over and over, she begins to sift through the, uh, she begins to sift through the dust as well.
3: Oh, oh no, Arjan is right there with her. Like, he he's not even acknowledging Olivia's presence. Uh, he's just... No, 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 no. Uh, uh, he's looking around for her, the diamonds, uh... And there aren't any. Uh, and uh, he, uh, he he does still have the ring on his left hand, uh, or right claw. Um, he just sort of puts his hand in the dust um, around uh, Corey's, around Cory's arm. And try to cast Revivify.
0: Okay. Um, so as you cast Revivify, the diamond is consumed. But it doesn't take.
3: Oh. Okay. Shit. Corey. He uh, goes back into his bag of holding and just any gems that he can. He's just, like, shoving them all out. Um, and he's just trying to get again.
5: Caleb! When? (laughs) fuck? Anybody?
3: Anybody? (laughs) Fuck! and he is going to um, take his crossbow and just wherever Caius was just start
0: unloading and as you are grabbing your crossbow and turning around you see that two of Gwen's barbarians survived the onslaught as well and you recognize at least one of them as Salamarn the other being a tall tiefling-looking individual. And both of them put a closed fist into an open palm, one of them speaking in giant, the other speaking in infernal. You hear them say, We honor the lightning that became thunder. Don't you fucking... Don't you fucking... Damn it! And the two of them, as you say this, look at you with the most stoic expressions that you have seen. Salamarn typically has a very reserved face. Uh, Jakan also seems to like typically be like very, uh, very much full of laughs, but the two of them are in no joking mood. And as you grab your crossbow and you are ready to assault the forces that remain of Kaia's, They follow you. And they will join you in this. And...
3: Uh, I was under the impression that there was none left.
0: (laughs) So... There are... None of these main forces. There are, like, a few creatures here and there that are remaining. You have won the main fight. But there are still tidbits that remain. But easy enough that, like, we don't need to roll into combat they will die, regardless. And... Arjan, as you are... do you, like, immediately take to the sky and begin doing this, or are you just, like, walking forward?
3: Yeah, I think it's immediate.
0: Okay. So... as you are... as you're flying and you begin just, like, peppering down with your crossbow, You see your own shadow as it is going across the surface of the lunar scape and you don't know if it is because of everything that you've seen today. You don't know if it is because of what you've experienced. But you feel like this shadow is both yours and isn't. It seems bigger seems uh, more Arjan
3: isn't paying attention to this. Okay.
0: Um, I would say that you go on for roughly around close to 30 minutes before everything that you have been able to see and could find is done. And as you rest, There is, like, there is the pain in your chest of being a survivor, but there is something else along with it. And you can kind of feel this warmth that comes with this, and you look down and you can see the old words that had been placed onto you years ago with a steady glow but it seems different now, and very faintly you hear a voice that sounds like yours but speaks differently. Say a phrase that you're not really sure of. They say, I roll a 17. And as you look in the direction, where you hear that voice come from, again, you aren't sure what that is caused to, but it's almost like an afterimage. An afterimage that you have seen before. Once when you were inside of the Holiday Nexus, attempting to reset a certain resolution, You had seen what looked like four large holes in the multiverse looking down upon you with one centered that looked like a smiling man. And in this moment, you see the image of that smiling man smile as they do, they say, good. And then it shifts again and then there is nothing. And you feel the convulsions that you had once felt well up in your chest. And with the damage that you've taken, it's hard not to cough up blood. And as blood you see on the ground, you see a face that is yours, but it does not share your reflection. It looks back at you, but it seems almost confused, and you see it mouth the words, what? Just, what?
5: I
3: do not have the emotional capacity to deal with this right now. Arjun is going to slink over to where the magic
0: items are. Okay. And just fall down. And as you do, you see that Oliviette still has some of the silvered moonfire that's coming off of her um, as she has been sifting through the dust and she finds the and she, you just see that she is like holding on to Cory's arm and just making sure that it is cared for and she is pleading you can tell she is pleading it's in elvish but based off of the connotation uh, and you see that She is like there are tears in her eyes as she does this. And as you're sitting here um do you just start collecting the items? No. Just I just
3: I just fall down. Okay. I just lay there. All right. Um, uh, Mechanically, um, Arjan is incapacitated and will be for a bit.
5: Okay.
0: That's fine. Um, I would say that over the next period of time, moon elves will appear and they have a stretcher with them and if you let them they will load you onto the stretcher they will take all of your friends things into bags and they will take you back to the temple is that all right yeah okay so in the meantime while all of this is happening corey Corey, you remember the feeling of being pulled from the monstrosity that was the colossal Caius toward a void of black that was behind you. And most surprising to you, there was no pain involved in the process of entering into that darkness like you had when you uh like you had ...envisioned that there was going to be. All things considered, learning the Raven Queen's Forbidden Name... ...was a much worse process uh, than falling to Caius. Though you knew the implications are far different, uh, one might say. However, um, you find yourself in a space... ...that has this kind of amethyst light around it. And... You aren't falling. You aren't seeing visions of your past. You just simply are. There's a source of light that, again, is around you, and it seems to come from every direction. And you know you're alone. Shar isn't here. No one's here. It's it's just you. And you know that you can just be here. As long as you want to be. And it's a kind of simplicity that you have not found yourself having in a long time. In a very, very long time. And as you're here, you can hear the sound of groaning wood And towards the edge of this space you see what looks like the doorway or what looks like a doorway of oak form. And the door is familiar to you, uh, one that you know will lead you to your comrades, but it does not forcefully beckon you in any way. Although you are able to hear song and merriment from beyond its threshold, it simply exists here in this space with you should you choose to enter it.
4: And she knows for a fact that door is going to lead her to her friends? Yes. Does she know how?
0: She does not. Hmm.
4: Does she know if she can come back?
0: In what sense?
4: Good question. Uh, this space where, that she can uh, just sit and wait for as long as she wants to. Uh, does she know that if she goes through that door, it's like she can't come back to this space?
0: Yes. Mechanically, the ring of mind shielding, if it is empty, when a person dies, their soul goes into it. But you can choose to leave to the afterlife or stay inside the ring.
4: Right. Um, I think she's going to wait at least for a little bit longer. Okay. Um, She's going to rest and wait uh, and maybe go through that door eventually. But for the time being, she's going to stay put.
0: Okay. Okay. Sounds good, so you stay put. Then, while you are staying put, Gwen. Hello. Gwen, there was a weird moment where you were in the middle of combat, you blacked out, you felt like something happened, and then you woke up and you were in Arjun's arms, and it was one of those, like, did we win kind of moments. And then you realize that you had not won yet, and you felt yourself being pulled into a space. Everything went black, and once again you are sitting in this room that is completely white, except for a long hallway at the end. There is the same kind of tired-looking man, shorter hair, glasses, uh, cigarette, coffee cup, And, like, it smells like old coffee here. But you have no recollection of having been here the first time. So they sort of look at you. And there are other individuals that are kind of spaced uh, sitting around. And the individual, like, looks up at you, grabs a piece of paper from the top, goes to set it down, and just... You? But I thought, didn't I just... Wasn't there... And he looks closer at the paper that he is in the process of filing, and just, huh! And then kind of looks up at you again. Uh, uh, Guinevere uh, Proudfoot, uh, someone wants to speak with you. Uh, first door on your left, uh, he'll be in the Stone Hall, uh, And you'll know him when you see him. However, I will warn you. Uh, he typically likes it when you bring him spirits uh, with you. Looking at your notes, it doesn't seem like you were able to bring much of anything with you. I- I'm I'm sure that he'll make an exception. Enjoy your stay in Ysgard, and uh, hopefully I won't be seeing you again uh, anytime soon. And he gives you a very uh, beleaguered but honest smile. Uh,
2: where the... Where the fuck am I? Kind of in
0: we like to call it the waiting room.
2: I mean I I could say that, it's but good. like I Your was in a comp Yes. I was in combat and I kinda need to get back to it. Well Is this like a demi plane or something that I got sent to?
0: I don't know how to put this lightly. But if you go through that door, it'll all be explained super quick.
2: Cool. All right.
0: Uh, it'll be quick, though, right? Uh, really, that depends on you. Okay. Uh, quick here. My job is done. I. Uh, you've done enough things that you aren't going to any of the bad places so well also we had a few requests specifically for you uh it seems that there was a uh, a lady rasinka that you had formed a contract with uh but we had others that had uh longer lasting claims so we figured that we would go with those claims first before sending you along the way
2: Okay, I'm just getting more and more confused as you talk, so I'm gonna go through the door and hopefully the next person has a little bit more succinct to tea in their dialogue. Nice to meet you, my dude.
0: (laughs) No, I don't hear that very often. It was nice to meet you too, Guinevere.
2: Just Gwen is fine. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Gwen, like, awkwardly confusedly kind of slowly like watches him as she kind of like walks through the door gives a little like hand wave and uh continues through yeah and
0: he'll like just kind of give you a a brusque wave and then he will go back to working uh on his papers And Gwen, as you get to this door, you can see that it is made of old pine that has uh, kind of like splintered grooves that seem to be running along this door lengthwise. Uh, It has an old and worn iron handle, but when you touch it, it is smooth. Like hundreds, if not thousands of people have used this same door. Just normally you expect there to be some sort of like irony feel to it, but it... It feels almost polished, and when you open the door and step through, immediately you go from this entirely white space to being in the cold. And it feels almost like you're back in the Winter Fay aisle with how cold it is, but thankfully you know that you're not, because the landscape is very different. You can see, looking up directly above you, there are ripples of color that just seem to course through the sky, almost lackadaisley. Off in the distance, you can see what look like a myriad of hills. Uh, And When you look at them, at least, you think that they're hills. But that's mostly because there is something behind them. These are mountains, but the thing behind the mountains just makes them look so incredibly small. And it's hard to believe, but it is a massive tree. And it just seems like the trunk of this tree just shoots directly up and then pierces through the heavens. And Um, as as you say this, and you continue to look around, there is a path through the snow. And this path seems to wind up to a nearby hill, and atop this hill you can see what looks like a small building made of stone walls, thatched wood uh, and then wooden roof atop it that has a hanging marquee that says Stone Hall.
2: Gwen's gonna pick up a pace. She doesn't she knows like she's gotta get back, so she's like jogging up this hill to the building she's not gonna knock.
0: Okay. Yeah, as you get up to this building, um, there are, like, glass latticed wi- uh, glass windows that have an iron lattice to them. They kind of have an amber color to them, like there's a fire inside, which you're guessing there is, is there is smoke coming from the chimney. And as you get to this front uh, waiting point, uh, right as you are about to walk in the door, looking on the side walls, there are, like, weird, like, there's, like, wanted posters, And then there are posters for like title fights of people that you have no idea who they are. You've never heard of any of these warriors before, but it's very much like big, brazen, but they just seem kind of old. And you can hear voices from the inside. And Gwen, as you open up this door, uh, you get the smell of an old bar. That seems to kind of waft in. And as you are met with this old bar smell, you hear a gruffer voice say, And you can tell that beast-faced fuck that I could take him and his idiot followers at once, three casks deep and both hands tied behind my back. Yeah, that'll piss him off. And then you hear a, Yeah, it
6: will. It'll really piss him off.
0: Uh, followed by a laughing sound into, uh, for anyone else, they might be confused as to what this sound is, but Gwen, you have been in too many bars to miss the unmistakable sound of somebody laughing into (laughs) into their mug. And as you enter into this building, looking around, this is how you would decorate a bar if you had the chance. Like, there are like animal heads that are here from massive beasts that you've never seen. There are casks. And, like, cask markings, symbols, keg toppers that just seem to be lining around the walls. There are pictures of great warriors, people doing incredible feats. A few pretty nice-to-look-at pictures, if you know what I'm saying. You know, the kind of arty ones that you don't really get in the well-to-do bars. Classy. Classy place. Um... And looking at the bar itself, uh, it has kind of this log cabin internal aesthetic. And there are enough bottles of ver- uh, various types behind this bar that would put the most respecting shop in all of Green Reach to shame with the amount of variety that they have. There are also large panes of what you would expect to be glass that are kind of like two on each wall one above where the bar is and it is showing a variety of fights like each one has like a different fight going on so it's like a masked individual against a guy wearing like what looks like a skeleton face paint on and they seem to just be like grappling each other there's a lot of grappling in this bar for what they have but then you see other people like pulling up a chair hitting him one guy like that you like was wearing similar clothes to the guy that you just saw in the waiting room like white shirt tie uh like casual slacks like looks like he has like a one-handed choke on a dude and then they jump out of a ring with these long elastic bars along the side like it's it's wild to see but there it looks awesome it looks very fun like if given the opportunity you would like to try this probably like if given you know the whole kai's thing wasn't happening but like ah it'll lead to it eventually And you hear, as you're walking in, just sort of, like, looking around at all these, you hear that gruff voice say, And then I want you to tell it... Actually, hold on, Roddy. Looks like we got company. And, uh, you hear this, Yeah, got company. And Gwen, as you look over, you see that there is a man with, uh, who has his arm on the table, like, with a mug in his hand. But his right hand, up to well past his wrist, is just this iron gauntlet that seems to be locked in place. They have a longer, like, graying beard. They have an eye patch over their left eye. And without a shadow of a doubt, you recognize this individual. This dude kicked you in the chest once. And he seems to be communicating with a, like... It's it's a larger squirrel... And, like, the squirrel is standing on, like, one of his back legs. There's a little prosthetic. But they have, like, a small book out. And they seem to be, like, writing in it with a pen. Just like, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Uh, And he snaps his fingers towards you. Gwen, right? Uh, Sit down. Uh, Let's you and me have a chat. Uh, Hey, Roddy, looks like we got company. Um, Don't go nowhere yet. Uh, I might have something else. That needs to be done. Uh, You hear me? And then help yourself to the stores behind the bar. Just don't go to a place. Gwen.
2: yeah, Take a seat. (laughs) Okay. Like, how big are these chairs? Are they like normal human size?
0: There are like, there are regular human size chairs. There are chairs Mm -hmm. sized for goliaths, chairs sized Mm -hmm. for giants, like, but there are also chairs sized for small folk. Uh, there are just, like, very few of the (laughs) one sized for small folk. It looks like there's actually just one in this entire bar.
2: She goes and drags it over to the table, hops up on it.
0: And you see that he, like, takes a deep, like, a deep dreg from, uh, his tankard, sets it back down, burps a little bit, like, wipes up some of the beer that's, like, gone into his beard. You put up a pretty good fight, it was uh, it was really good what you did out there, but uh, welcome to Guard. Thank you. Wait,
2: put up a good, wait, put up a good fight? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, you know, like I was, there was that giant worm thing which, man, we have not seen that guy come back, what a heel, like he's been around for a while, crowds hate him, but you know like every once in a while heroes really gotta step up and you guys did it was nice to see but uh well and you see that he like motions towards that glass pane and then you see like two arrows pointing backwards and the events that are on the screen seem to happen in reverse and like after a point there's like a weird like person standing with what looks like some sort of like ale thing in their hand that they're like talking to another person about and then that transfers over there's weird numbers on the bottom you aren't really sure what those are about and then it goes back and it shows from a third person view the four keeps fighting against kaius says you know it's it's actually all the rage going on right now. Everybody who's anybody was watching on that fight. Actually, why I came here, I could have been in the Great Hall, but like, it's too noisy. I wanted to focus and just kind of enjoy myself a little bit. And then, Gwen, Uh as he says that, you see yourself go, like, weird mouth thing opens up on Caius's tummy. Says a thing at you, you drop, you don't remember, you remember the face, and then there was blackness says I honestly didn't know or didn't think that was uh, I thought I was gonna see you about that much sooner to be to be quite frank about it but then that this guy oh my god this guy just a genius absolute sniper in the ring watch him and you see Arjan like pick up your body disappear except for like there's like a like a green screen outline around him. And he moves up into a corner while flying, and you see, like, brings you back to life. And then, Gwen, you remember that moment, and a big black marble right there was, uh, so what did you in. And then, Gwen, you see yourself just, like, getting torn out of Arjun's arms into big black marble. after that it, it honestly like that was just the start of when things start getting a little crazy in there but uh and then it, just watch and then gwen you see calem just whoop, and then cory and then roddy shots for the new kid
6: yeah okay boss
0: and this little squirrel like comes back over sets down like has like a cat, like, uh booze on his back that he, like, trots over, sets uh, sets a shot glass next to you, and then... Here you go! Pops down the large bottle next to it and just... That's ah, on the house.
2: One just, like, shoots one. Am I dead? Oh, yeah.
0: No, super dead. Like, you're just... There's nothing left of you up there. I mean, there's, like your gear looking at it you actually had quite a bit on you there was uh there was your axe there was some armor bracers gauntlets a jug some boots a cloak goggles two hand axes a lantern some potions a badge another axe that you got from another guy from like a different place and then uh, if you would just grab the tankard like i understand i understand but like if you just it would have been nice oh and a torch that you found someplace
2: I'm sorry. Is Arjan
0: okay? Oh, yeah. No, he's the only one who actually made it out. That and, like, the the other lady who was, like, Elastre was helping out or whatever. Yeah, he's fine. I, I mean, fine's a relative turn. He's alive, which is good, but uh, I don't think he's... Uh, he seems like he's in a rough patch, but ah, what can you do?
2: Uh... All right, cool. Well, I mean, I, 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 it is a pleasure to have finally met you. I'm Ugh. a big fan. Uh, yeah, I know. You You'd call out to me all the time, but uh,
0: yeah. you know, it's, I don't, I don't want to do the whole like divine intervention thing where yeah, I'm kind of yeah, drunk. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I did it once and one guy turned into a pig. It was a bad time.
2: Yeah, no, you know, honestly, like seeing all the other gods and what they do, I'm, I'm totally good with, and sorry about the whole Tiamat thing. I was just trying to help a friend with that. Oh, Uh, no,
0: it was, uh, just, look. Tiamat and I, she's older than I am. I don't like that. Just throwing that one out there.
2: Right. Yeah, but like, you're way cooler. Oh, i, mean, I met her.
0: And he like kind of like, like you see like there's like gas rising. Like he has like a burp building. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I know. I'm yeah. Pretty awesome.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's really so like. I'm ready to go back when, when you're ready. Oh. Because I gotta go help take care of Arjan, especially with all this stuff that's going
0: on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um about that look let's just let's just sit here and 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 talk for a while about that one all right like you want to get back yeah i don't really like fuck man it's been a day
2: yeah yeah it has Ah. apparently i died twice for the first time ever
0: i know and i didn't get to meet you the first time yeah all right um you yeah, have anything like that you can give me it's like a trade because like, i can't do anything uh, without you doing something for me like that's like no work pro bono
2: right right uh you I, know i, I like, mean you've been
0: like really cool down there and everything but like right
2: yeah does it have to be something just, like, new? what or, like you know having my whole tribe worship you
0: No, they've been doing that for a while anyways. I mean, like, uh, on top of the Raven Queen thing, like, yeah, I just throw out a thunderstorm every once in a while. I scare some nomads, and they're like, oh, Lord of Lord of Thunder. Lord of Lightning, thank you for Mm -hmm. all that. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, did you have something in mind that you wanted me to do?
0: Alright. I mean, I can think of of something, but
2: like, (laughs) it seems like Alright,
0: what are you thinking of? I want to hear uh, your idea first. I hate thinking of stuff.
2: Cool, fair. Uh, I will, uh, when I get back, and then when I get back from the moon, uh, go back to Greenreach and have the uh, halflings. I'll start a brewery, and we'll make ale for the Tempest.
0: Yeah, no, that's not going to fly.
2: No, okay. No, uh, something uh, bigger.
0: It's <sighs> I know. If you deliver a message for me and then one other thing.
2: Oh shit, I was supposed to get Hold on. Yeah, what's up? I was supposed to Peter, there was something about Peter. I... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: I don't know who that is. But if you deliver a message for me, all you got to do is just tag along to Rod- tag along with Roddy. Like he wrote it all out if you can say that to Malar, to his face, and then like, let me know how he feels about it. If you can do that. Sure. All right. Uh, now I understand Malar. like he's not exactly like the greatest guy, right? He's, he can be kind of a yeah. dick. So sure. there, like- what the fuck? There's a lot of people who know that, like, who say that, like, oh, I'm under Talus's pretension, like, oh, Big Talos uh. got my back, all, all that kind of stuff. But what if I I could, like, I could, there could be, like, a visible thing that would let him know that you've received my blessing? And, like, he wouldn't be able to touch you. Like, he fucks with Roddy all the time. Isn't that right, Roddy? That's
6: how I lost my leg.
0: That's right. That's how Roddy lost his leg. But, if, look, if with you, no. Like, we can keep you just fine. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: So, but, uh, is Malar someone I can find on the material plane? No, he's up that fucking tree.
0: You gotta climb it. Oh, you gotta climb that you fucking tree. You can the tree, tree here? Yeah. No, he's, he's like at the very top. He hangs out in the branches up there. Uh, he, like, he comes down and, like, hunts big elk and shit all the time, and, like, sometimes druids that are still in their elk form, like, it's, you know, he's, he's kind of a dick, I don't really like him, but, like, if you deliver my message for me, yeah, then I can pop you back, lickety-split, that's no worries.
2: Okay, I know whole, the whole, like, uh, planar travel thing is kind of all wonky, can you do it, like, as quickly as possible back on the material <laughs> as plane? As quickly
0: Fast as lightning.
2: All right, that was pretty good. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, so I just need to deliver a message up the tree to this Malar dude. Yeah, is he like, like, what does he look like? Can you describe him to me?
0: So you know how like a vulture has like a bald head because like it eats things. Imagine if it was like a werewolf kind of looking guy. But, like, his okay. face was also more, like, red and skull-shaped, and okay. he had, like, a big gnarly tail, and he's a real uh-huh. asshole. Like, Roddy will show you right where he is.
2: Right, okay, cool. Um, but I'm gonna need your eye. My eye? Yeah,
0: it's it's gonna be the easiest way. It's either your eye or your hand, but I, I'm gonna need one of them. Otherwise, otherwise, is not gonna know.
2: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. It's, like, to borrow, right?
0: Uh, yeah, Sure. I'll give it back, if I'll give it back.
2: Solid, okay. Uh It's
0: gotta be, it's gotta be lefty. Cause you're, mm-hmm. you yep. you're, yeah. yep,
2: okay. Yep. Um Alright, I guess that, yep, let's, uh, let's fucking do it. I'll right, drink to, to that! Back. Okay.
0: Talos just, like, pounds out of his tankard again, and Gwen, from, like, oh. your viewpoint, you see it, like, rise up, like, this is just, oh, like, yeah. an ever-filling tankard
2: uh it by the way uh do, do you have any idea what happened to Caleb and uh cory well uh where they are right now yeah
0: Caleb guy he's got like that weird doll thing that like because he's died before like we were we watched that one. And, oh
2: like, right yes yeah, yeah he yeah, like yeah, yeah. he does
0: his own thing he comes back just fine like it's we'll just take gonna one. take a little bit of time on that one
2: yeah
0: ah uh, that's for uh, Cory, or at the end whatever the fuck they're going by now these days. Yeah, uh yeah. look, that's going to be up to them. I can't do anything about that. That kind of puts God. a whole like damper right on the Pantheon thing. So like if you I mean they're in a ring right now.
2: Like a ring?
0: Yeah, yeah, points like to the Did you ever No, not like that. God, I wish That'd be a fight I would pay to see. But no, no, like you know that weird ring that they had on their hand that like looked like a small brain. Oh. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. no when they died they just like went zip zap zoop right in that one.
2: Oh, all right. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh yeah. so this is probably the most complicated thing that's going to happen. Oh,
0: uh, maybe. I don't know.
2: All right, cool. Uh so is there, are there any other like you know <laughs> knowledge things you want to bestow upon me or yeah physical things Uh, yeah
0: yeah no that's again that's gonna come with the blessing like all i need is your eye and then it's it's a whole thing it's really like yeah it's before there was money there were other means of payment yeah yeah, yeah. that the gods would do like there was like this old guy who like in re- in exchange for his eye got a bunch of wisdom right. another guy was right, right, like right. oh in exchange for my arm and my leg oh. I want to try and bring my mom back I was a little drunk on that one um yeah yeah it didn't turn out so well but like I've mm. like I've I've been good I've been on pails all day so like we are solid
2: All right uh cool uh okay uh Holy shit. All right, let's do it. All
0: right. Uh, probably going to want to finish that bottle because this is going to hurt. I'm not yeah, the god of no pain, d- so...
2: No, I, I got it. I've had... I could probably... I, like, I, I've had... I'm good. I just do it.
0: All right. You asked for it. And you see him take off his metal gauntlet. And his hand looks like a cyclone that has been given form... Into a fist. And he stands up. And he goes over to where you're sitting. And he just like puts a hand on your shoulder. And just rears back with his fist. And he clocks you one. And Gwen. Your stomach lurches. After the hit. Because. Your eye is looking down at the ground. But you are also looking directly towards him. The eye is then removed. With this cyclone hand, and you see him like lift up his eye patch, and there looks like a like when you were on the moon and you could gaze up and you could just see Starfield above you. Imagine if there was a cyclone amongst that Starfield, and he like tilts his hand out and like taps the side of his head and you see some of that star stuff fall into his hand. He says, "All right, all right, all right. All right. Nobody likes a bleeder." And he takes that star stuff and he just pops that right where your eye is. And Gwen as you blink, you can see fine. You can see just fine.
2: Oh, okay. Uh yeah. Wow. Okay, that went a lot Uh, I mean, there was that pain, but, you know, in general, not, yeah, not the, actually the worst thing I've done.
0: And Talos just sort of like, (laughs) uh, and like, kind of laughs to himself a little bit. And you see him like pull, like, he claps his hands together. Like once he puts the metal gauntlet back on and then raises them and you see a small mirror and Gwen inside where your eye was, is the same as Talos's. Like, this big, like, this kind of, like, cosmic storm that just seems to be ever billowing inside. But you just have a big shiner. Like, just a huge uh. black eye.
2: Oh, shit! That's as fuck! Oh! Do I have infinite knowledge now?
0: No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, you'll, look, you'll... <laughs> do the thing with Malar. And you'll yeah. you'll know.
2: Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh. Yeah. D- did you want to write it down or is He's got it the, written the... down. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Got, got it written down. right?
0: And you yeah. see, like this squirrel, like kind of like scamper over to you, Quinn. Um. And Talos sits back down in his chair, like kind of tilts it up, feet onto uh, onto the table, and just says. Just, once you're back and you find the time, like, let me know what his reaction was. It's gonna be hilarious. It's gonna be, God. God, I yeah, wish I could yeah. be there. Fuck. Ah.
2: Can't you like see through this shit?
0: No. Uh-huh. I mean, I Can probably Can you like watch could. me on this shit? I'm not supposed to view other gods' doings. I'll view my As doing. per the great agreement. It's oh, his okay. domain. I don't want to fuck with that. He... Wait,
2: I'm sorry. Did you say he's a god?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, it's like, you know, like, me, and then I got Oral, and then Umberly on the side, and then I got Millard. Oh, shit.
2: Oh, all right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't. Oh! Don't let them know.
2: I won't. Uh, cool. fucking. Did you see the thing with Umberly?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta talk to her about that. I mean, like, I get it, it's the C. That's yeah. kinda her shtick. Yeah. So, you know, just Cool. Be
2: cool. cool. About that okay, one. yeah. Yeah.
0: Just, when she gonna... asks you for money, just yeah. give it to her and then she leaves you alone. Like it's a yeah, really yeah, yeah. simple cool, system. Cool, cool. She's not gonna try and fuck with that. It's worked out pretty well.
2: Right. Uh, probably should have mentioned that it's that person was a god before but that you know it's cool it's Oh chill. no he's fine uh, like he's,
0: he's one of us like again like if he sees that yeah. like you got my thing like you got the yeah. eye like he he can't attack you and like roddy cool. like you know the lake thing that was before we had our that was before we were all like super right. agreed on stuff yeah yeah, yeah.
2: cool okay uh, yeah, well, I'm gonna go do that, uh, and then as quickly as possible, so I can get back here, so I can get back there, so I can, you know, save the world again.
0: Ah, yeah, it happens all the time.
2: Yeah. Oh, hey, who's your favorite, by the way? What? Like, on, or, on the material plane right now, do you have a favorite being? Is there someone I need to fight, is my question.
0: I mean, my favorite, he's not around yet, like, he'll be there. He goes by the name Undertaker, like, he's fucking sweet. Like, he goes, he leaves the circuit, he comes back, he leaves the circuit again, he comes back. Like, everyone always thinks that he's dead, but like, you just can't stop that guy.
2: Yeah, I need a cool nickname. Storm Eye. Storm Eye? I understand why. Storm I. I'll walk around I, with it for a little bit You know bit, what, it's, you
0: know. yeah, yeah, yeah It's a working yeah, title well,
2: we'll t- Yeah, 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 alright, cool Bye, Talos
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah You have a, have a good one <laughs> If Malar starts chasing you Just like, make yourself look really big He fucking hates it <laughs> Yeah, I'll do that <laughs> I will do that and uh Talos sort of like chuckles to himself again and as he does you see him drain uh the the tankard that he has and as he slams his tankard onto the ground it shatters with a crack of thunder and Gwen you feel yourself immediately transported next uh, at, you are now standing at the base of this tree that looking to your left and right like it is as far as your vision goes and you feel a weight on your shoulder that you usually like are like oh yeah that's where my axe is and you hear a little
6: i hate it when he does that
0: and you see like this little squirrel is like on your back next to you
2: so what was your name again skippy my name is roddy roddy like mm-hmm. like like okay all yeah. right roddy. rod let's dance <laughs> Red. Okay. I'm just gonna call you Roddy. Let's get uh, going then. Okay. All right, cool. All right. You're just gonna... Are you gonna be quiet for the most part? Do you want me to be quiet? Oh, I can't be quiet boy, as do as I. I. Okay. Well... <laughs> All
5: right, let's go.
0: <laughs> and then, Gwen, you begin the long, arduous process of climbing up this massive tree. Uh, While you're in the process of climbing up this tree, uh, we are going to go over to Kalem. Kalem, you have died before. It's not the best. You're not sure what's going to happen. Part of you hopes that your friends are victorious. Very, very big part of you. Because if they aren't, well, you don't know what you're going to be coming back to and that's the hardest part. But that idea seems to kind of get mixed with a set of others' thoughts. And you feel yourself standing, but you're as you look down it's happening again. This isn't your body. This is Corvain's. And you see Corvain standing in front of what looks like an archway. And you feel yourself in the process of casting an incredibly powerful magical spell. A gate opens that you know is the plane of negative energy. And you step through. It's cold. It is difficult. But in this place your imagination reigns supreme and that is the one thing that no one would ever be able to take from you is the power of your own thoughts in this place you craft yourself a vessel a ship of sorts that begins moving and it's difficult In this place to move because not only do you have to think about the properties of this vessel you also have to think about the properties of the wall of force that you are projecting around it to keep the outside forces out there are night walkers abound but you're doing it and you are doing it for the sole reason that you will fix this problem the problem that started the day that you tried to make a new home for yourself And on top, or on top of creating the ship and everything else, as things begin to assail you, you realize it was too grandiose. You didn't need a ship. You just needed a method of moving. And then you realize that the method of movement wasn't going forward. You would never have the chance to get to where you needed to go by moving forward. You needed to move the world around you, and you focused on that central space. But you can feel your magical essence burning. You can feel the difficult strain of shifting an entire plane using your own innate magical abilities to bring bring itself to you, to bring its center to you. And as you arrive at this center, tired, beleaguered, you can see it. You can see the pure unbridled essence of possibility. And it rests before you. And you know that you cannot touch it. Because as soon as you touch it, it will become something else. It will become something that you are unsure of. And in this place where imagination rules all, something that you are unsure of is the most dangerous thing that you can possibly have. And so you pull out your puzzle box. And in this moment, you see how it opens. It takes some time. But for you, you have practiced this. You made it. And very quickly, deftly almost, you open the puzzle box and you put this moat of possibility inside and you close the box again. As you do, the thought that something dangerous might happen if you were to take this out is enough to cause the plane to react. And that split-second moment of hesitation, your own unsuredness, that is what does you in. As the forces of the plane of negative energy recognize that someone is here, someone has been doing things here that they were not supposed to. And you feel yourself... The vision kind of fades a little bit. And you're back in your chambers. You know that it is sometime before the events where the Raven Queen became who she was. As well you are in your chambers and so is the Raven Queen. Or at least who she was before the events. And you spend the time going over plans, and she expresses to you that she is worried. She isn't sure if everything's going to go according to plan, and you reassure her that she is the greatest mage who ever lived. How could this go wrong? back on the material plane Arshan you have been taken into the temple of night or the cathedral of night you have been placed in a you've been placed in like a like a care ward like not intensive care um, but there are definitely healers that are attending you and seeing that you are in this traumatized state um, they cast a they will use a calm emotion spell towards you to try and at least like level out that emotional state where is she Uh, and the attendant, uh, uh, says, um, who do you mean?
3: Where is Elisri?
0: I see. This way. Um, and she will lead you, Arjan, uh, down a series of halls. And you can see that, like, many of the individuals that were here are all in, poor straits. The building has been defended, but the followers are not as much well taken care of. And you go into her forge room, this armory where you had met her before, and she is there, and you see that Oliviette is there as well. And she looks tired. You have seen individuals back when you were in your Bloodhunter Order that had survived having their entire village taken over by hordes of the undead. Her eyes have aged well beyond the rest of her body through her grief. But when she sees you she seems to at least give you a partial wave and Harshan, Elastray also looks towards you and says, I would like to thank you for your help. What you did was no small feat. We all owe you a great debt.
3: Was your plan worth it?
0: I believe it will be. so none of this will ever happen again. You proved that you were strong, and you have proven that time and time again, and I, I thank you. I understand that there has been great loss And I also would require your friend's help. I am afraid I may not be able to bring them all here. But I can bring one.
3: You have sacrificed them all, and that is what you ask me to do, is choose one. You owe them.
0: I know. I have lost many followers this day. In order to purge the scar, I had to use up even more of my strength. If everyone were able to come back, I would do so. But in my state, I cannot. from my understanding, your friend, Calum, he will return on his own accord soon. But the others I am unsure.
3: What did we die for?
0: Tell me that much. You died to save me? Well, not you specifically. To save this temple. Within this cathedral there is... There are plans. There is a method, a series of steps, to create something that would seal Caius away forever. If Caius had gained it, found those steps, he would never have been stopped. He would use this place as a launch pad as a stepping stone for the plane below. Your home. Everyone else's home. From there, he would have taken it over and continued on his path. He would not have been able to be stopped. Your friends died. So we have that chance. To put the plan into motion. To finally put an end to him. And it still has to be us. I trust no one else.
3: That hardly makes sense. Corey devoted her entire being to you. And then nothing, nothing from you. We all agreed to follow her, to help you out. And you went silent. I guess it's a pretty damn good thing that
0: you'll have my emotions suppressed, because I think I might finish what Caius started. And Olivia takes a step forward to, like, put herself between you and Elastray. If Caius had finished, off this goddess, he would have had unknowable power. Whatever he kills, he takes for himself. It was not her fault. me, she was right there on the battlefield, right next to you.
3: Who would you save, Olivia?
0: And she takes a deep breath and says you know who I would save. I would to bring back Sakailin. this is not my call to make do it okay and elestray says or Elastri nods and says bring me her things to an attendant that was towards the door. And the attendant leaves. And as you stand there in the silence, eventually the steward returns with a bundle and lays it onto the forge before you, and Elastre puts a hand out above all of these things that lay before you, and you see that hand begin to glow. Cory, you were inside of the ring for a while nothing ended up happening for quite some time a multitude of hours passed did you ever go through the door
5: mm.
4: i know an opportunity cost when i see one um she's waiting for something to happen.
0: Okay. And as you wait and wait and wait eventually through this amethyst light you see what looks like an impossibly large hand made of pure silvered light. Like Fingers break through the surface, but like going through water with no surface tension, they just seem to sink through. And you see the outline of this hand emerge, and it seems to be outstretched towards you. So now there is a uh, door and the hand.
4: <laughs> um, she looks at the hand and she looks at the door, uh, and she looks back at the hand again. Um, I think she's just going to take a few steps towards it.
0: Okay. And the hand comes out and extends itself in a way for you to stand upon.
4: All right. She does.
0: Okay. And the hand rises. And... Arjan, as you are watching Elastray perform this, You see her pull out what looks like a glowing essence from this ring that you recognize that Corey had been wearing for quite some time. And you see that this spectral essence is then in Elastray's hand and the attendant moves off this... uh, They move off Cory's items from the forge and then Elastrayi lays out the essence upon it and then with a strained look you see that it is difficult for her to perform these magics but eventually you watch as your friend Coriander begins to reconstitute. There is a swirl of wind that seems to bring bits of... almost like dust from the surrounding areas pulling bits of star stuff with it and you watch your friend reconstitute. Cory, you are... as you are being made again there is a strange feeling within you as you are being brought back usually when you have been brought back in the past it is because of the agreement that you had been that you had made with the raven queen or some other such situation but this time there is like this light warmth that seems to seep through you and it takes Roughly about 10 minutes, but you have your body again. You are still missing your arm, but it is here. Well, you are here. And Cory, as you take this first breath, that is where we are going to go into our break. So. We're going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. Don't go no a place. Don't go a no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. We'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. There it is. Hello, everybody. We Steven. have
5: ah.
1: Hey. Hi. So the whole quest that uh, Gwen's on to get revived, um, to go speak with a deuter. I think it's a bit of a malarkey.
0: Wow! A load
1: of
2: malarkey?
1: A load of malarkey.
0: We got there.
2: We
1: got there eventually. The other one... Melancholy.
0: Melancholy. (laughs) Wings will never live it down.
4: Oh, that was was directed at me? I hadn't noticed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I was quoting Megamind! I was quoting Megamind!
0: With that, hello, everybody. We have returned um, inside of the chamber with Um, Corey, you have just been resuscitated. Arjan, the calm emotion spell that was over you ends around this same time. Um, you will have agency first. What would you like to do? I'm going to run up to Corey. Okay. And Corey, you take that first breath back in. And within moments, Arjan is there. And Arjan, she's physical. It's not like an after image. This is, she's there. She's here with you right now. Um, Yeah, Arjan,
3: you know, picks her, like, picks her up and just squeezes her.
4: I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Pat, pat, pat. It's
6: okay. It's okay.
3: He doesn't say anything.
4: I'm so sorry. I wouldn't have left. I'm sorry. I
3: mean, he he just he just doesn't say anything. He just,
0: breathing very heavily. And, Corey, as you are giving pats to the dragonborn, um, you look up and you see Elastree, who looks tired, and you see Oliviette standing next to her, and she looks familiar. There is one other time that you've seen her look like this, where she is tired in the eyes beyond what her body relays. Her hair is around shoulder length now she looks similar to the day that you gave up your winter season
5: uh
4: cory keeps hugging arjan uh but she reaches out to Olivia to just take her hand um and she gives her a look like she furrows her brow at her and says where have you been
5: I've
0: been right here. This whole time? Yes.
4: Good. Don't leave.
0: I wasn't... I wasn't planning on it. She just
4: squeezes her hand.
5: Yeah.
0: And, um... Olivia will... bring up, um... She'll she'll bring your prosthetic arm to you. So that way you got two arms for all this hugging (laughs) and Corey looking at this uh, as the arm is fitted back on the propulsion system doesn't seem like it is intact. Everything else seems to be fine with it Uh, Mm. outside of the missing diamonds that were in the knuckles those seem to be gone
4: she's looking at it and she's like ah oh, dying is expensive
0: and i think olivette just sort of like she laughs a little bit at this
3: arjun sobs even harder
4: oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Arjan, i'm sorry i'm sorry i i had this ring i was inside the ring why didn't why didn't anyone pick up the ring
0: and Olivier says, Well, to be fair, you do have a lot of rings.
5: Hmm.
4: It's another one of those things that I probably should have told someone about before dying. Oh, well. You think? Sorry, I, I didn't want to leave you alone. Is Kaylin back yet? No. The first one back. <laughs> um, And she like...
0: Elastrae is in the room too. Yeah, she's watching this. She's watching this happen. You are in uh, her like... You're basically like in her sanctum. Yeah. Having this reunion on her forge.
4: Yeah, she'll... She'll like look over at uh, Elastree and she says, I presume it was you who brought me back.
0: And she nods and says, uh, and sort of again reiterates that she was only able to bring one of you back.
4: I see. Thank you.
0: It is not I who you should be thanking. Your friend Arjan made the decision. I simply had the power.
4: She'll just squeeze him a little bit harder. But she... (laughs) There's complicated emotions wrapped up in that. So we need to find a way to get Gwen back. Ajahn, I think you need to take a moment that was an extremely traumatic experience. Let's wait until Calum gets back and then we can make some decisions from there. Okay?
5: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: And as... Corey, you are saying this to Arjan. You are scanning around the room, and you see your bundle of stuff uh, that you had um, that has all of your things in it. And you recognize um, the ring of Rife. You see the uh, you see uh, the sword that Caleb made you. Equinox. You see your javelin. You see your ring of mind shielding. is actually, I, I would think that one's with you. You see crystal Slime. But amongst all of the other things that you see, there is still your golden duck feather that oh, rests good. among your things. And then an item that you didn't think would be there. There is a ring made of jet with smoky white streaks that runs through it.
4: I do have a lot of rings. And I pick that up and <laughs> look at it.
0: Yep. This is the this is the ring that when you had received your letter from Olivier while you were in the Winter Isles that you had gotten. But the curious part to you is that when you had initially done like detect magics on it to find out if this was anything. There didn't seem to be any reading. Nothing came from it. But yet, here it is.
4: She had honestly forgotten about that ring, as did Wings. I'm slowly beginning to remember it and I'm very concerned now.
0: Excellent. Ah! That's the perfect time to go over to Gwen. Gwen, you are climbing up this massive tree absolutely massive, and the entire time, Roddy wants, like, you can tell, wants to chatter with you. But, like, he's doing his best.
2: He's not going to. I think after a little while, she'll start asking him questions about Tempest, like, so, uh, how long have you been hanging out here?
6: Mm, Quite a while. I've been running messages back and forth for as long as I can
2: remember. And are you... A fae squirrel or. Kinda. Not super fay.
6: Not like an elf or nothing. Just a big old squirrel. I like running.
2: Yeah.
6: Gave me a blessing, told me I'd live forever. As long as I keep running messages. How you feel about that? I love running messages. Just get to scamper oh. on up this tree, scamper on down, zips out. Right, right, right. Okay. And he sort of like hops uh... off your
0: shoulder and like scurries around. Just
6: coming up to one of my favorite gnarls.
2: Uh, This one right here looks like small face. See look it's two little eyes Oh you know what it does Okay yeah 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 yeah. Cool um yeah so this guy We're gonna go see uh kind of an asshole Or he's pretty mean Loud Uh, Okay Can you tell me the message now so I can practice it
0: (laughs) Uh And the Message that is delivered Is actually the one that you had walked in On um which was uh to tell that beast faced fuck that I could take him and his idiot followers at once. Three casks deep and both hands tied behind my back. It's a very short oh. message. Idiot
2: followers. Alright, yeah, casks no, deep. that's three yeah, three cat yeah. Just uh, just keep repeating it to me, mm-hmm. and uh, send it to me, and uh, and then I'll uh, I'll remember it. Uh, did it? Like, is this just like a normal thing that happens between them? Oh yeah, they send messages Ooh. back and forth all the time. Pretty She's sure. Solid. After I get done delivering this
6: message, well, I will probably have a message for me to bring back to Talos.
2: Yeah. Are his followers idiots?
5: Mm.
2: All right, you're here.
0: Yeah. He Fair sort enough. of like shrugs like
2: I don't
5: know. Okay.
0: Yeah, and Gwen, this takes a long time to get up. It is a very long climb. Make a athletics check for me.
2: Okie dokie. Make sure to uh,
0: unequip the Runtax.
2: I did, but I think I had to up my strength by like manually. Uh let me see. Oh, okay, so I should have a 14 in strength right now, which is a plus two. Yep. Okay, so athletics is going to be a plus eight then. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, 25.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. You are able to just, like, continue climbing up. This is taking forever. This tree sucks. Like, there's a lot of pretty colors, and, like, everyone, like, you'll hit branches and, like, stopping points along the way. Um, all things considered, with the 25, it will take you two full, uh, you will have the opportunity for two long rests, uh, Jesus amongst Christ. this climb. It is a incredibly tall tree. Uh. It is the tallest tree.
2: Yeah it's like, he better be putting me back, like, right as I died because Arjan's going to be pissed.
0: Uh, and Roddy just seems to nod. Uh, And then, like, he, like, shows you, like, if you're interested, that he's like,
6: these are some of the other messages that Talos and Bilar sent back to each other.
0: And a lot of it is just, like, blatant insults. To each other, like attacking one's pride, attacking mm-hmm. their followers. Like, but like, you can tell, like, Talos isn't taking it as seriously as Malar yeah. is, which just is like verbally coming off even more infuriating yeah. to Malar.
2: <laughs> um, uh, Gwen is gonna ask, so like, I'm actually protected from Malar, right? Like, oh. he's not, he can't kill me. Yeah. Well, I know I'm already dead, right? He can't like curse me. My soul. No. Is there a soul? Mm-hmm. I think so. Cool. I've heard
6: like, there are like rings and stuff that'll like, if you die, they just you know, zoop right in there.
2: Yeah, yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool.
6: Yeah, that's like, that's what Talos said, having a new friend.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so no, I'm just. A soul. Y- uh, yeah, I- I'm just new to being dead, so.
6: It's an infallible part of your personal
2: being. I thought I wasn't gonna die. I'm going to be honest with you. That's yeah. why I got
6: blessed. I can't die.
2: Like at all? Mm-hmm. Do you get hurt?
0: Mm-hmm. He like motions oh. to his missing leg.
2: Oh no! I mean, like, like, can someone like punch you and it still hurts? You just can't die. Yeah. I'm not gonna do it. Please okay. Don't? I just want to make. I'm not gonna. No, no, no. You're pretty chill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just curious. Is he going to give me my eye back? Mm-hmm. Cool. Like 95% just, just just, here. Just vibing, right? He might have forgot. Oh, good.
5: It okay. happens.
2: Yeah, no, he's busy. I get it. He makes good. Uh, good. All right, cool. Yeah. I like his beard. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. he lets me just sleep in there
6: after I've had like, a <gasps> long time.
2: It's really fun. Why does that sound so amazing? It's really cozy. I bet.
6: Like, sometimes he, like, eat stuff and, like, falls down, and I just get,
2: like, free snacks. Oh, that's the fucking best. You have a great life, my dude. It's pretty cool. I just got to run up and down this tree a lot. Which sounds like fun for you, Mm because you have four limbs to do that with. Three. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. That's okay.
0: And... Conversations like that just continue the whole time Um, until Gwen eventually you reach a large branch on this tree that Roddy says, okay, we're here, and then sort of like hops down uh, and then says this way, and then as he continues to lead you forward, the tree branch extends out to the point where there are enough smaller branches that it almost feels like you are just walking on solid ground again like there's this weird like upper layer of this tree that seems to have its own climate that seems to have like its own ecology like there are other trees and things that seem to be growing up out of these branches and it seems to take on almost a jungle like appearance and as roddy is coming through just
6: lar 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 i got a message for you He doesn't like when I have messages for him.
2: Right.
0: Mm. So, Gwen, make an investigation check as Roddy is calling out for Millar.
2: Cool. Oh, minus one. Oh, 14!
0: 14, okay.
2: Thanks, D&D Yeah,
0: so as you and Roddy are going, you eventually see uh, what look like... They're like paw prints in soil. You don't know how soil got up here, but, like, again... They're, this separate layer of the tree seems to have its own thing going on. And Roddy says,
6: those are his. We just gotta follow it and then, you know, probably find him."
0: Alright, let's get it over with. Okay. And as you follow these steps, they twist and wind and continue to go on for hours. Until eventually... You find yourself at the spot where you first found those footsteps just hmm
6: seems to get meat slip
2: Fucking get Malar Fresh Meat
0: Hmm And Uh as you say that make a persuasion check, Gwen.
2: Okay Plus one for a six
0: six? Okay. Um, yeah, as you say that, Gwen, you hear a what sounds like snapping bone. And when you look up in the direction, you see that there is an elk that is just, like, in half over a set of branches in the trees above you that was not there before. This looks very fresh.
2: Uh, is that him? Yeah, he does that sometimes. Alright, cool. We're on the right page. Uh, uh, oh, on the It's not him. Okay, cool. No. Uh, should we make noise or should we not make noise? What's the situation? Mm-hmm. I'm good at being loud. Be loud. Got it. Uh, Gwen starts singing the song of the dragon that she can remember. It's like 50% of the right words.
0: Than like 50% her own made up lyrics Da-da-da. in the moment.
2: In the time of the dragon.
0: <laughs> okay, Gwen, make a performance check. I'll say you have advantage because it's a song about you.
2: I didn't need it. I rolled a 19 on the first one.
0: Booyah. And Gwen, as you are singing this and kind of looking around, looking around, you hear a deep inhale directly at the base of your neck.
2: Whoa, 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 okay, okay, okay. And
0: as you say that and turn around, there is a beast as large as an Arak standing in front of you, with a grizzled smile, fresh blood dripping down, bald head, pointed ears, and just a mouth full of these incredibly pointed teeth. Kind of standing with, like, almost like a cat pensively looking towards you with this swishing tail. huh That says, fresh meat.
2: That's what I said, but unfortunately, and she points to her eye.
0: No and like you see Malar like makes a grimace and Roddy just says
2: we got a message for you mm-hmm. yeah sorry I just gotta do a thing so I can go back to the material plane
0: and like Malar just mm, uh, fine what is it
2: alright do you want to uh, tell him? Y- yes mm-hmm. I have to tell mm-hmm. him that's mm-hmm. that's the whole thing okay? that was the agreement yeah. mm-hmm. yes okay uh, he said to tell that beast face fuck, which I assume is you, uh, that he could take you and your idiot followers all at once, three casts deep, both hands tied behind his back.
0: And when you say that, there is a lot, and, like, Malar gets, like, super close to you, his shoulders, like, shoot up really big. Uh, Gwen, you remember the strategy. Make yourself look bigger. Malar hates that. <laughs> ha! <laughs> And, like, (laughs) Malar, like, as you do, Malar sort of, like, takes a quick step back. Uh, make an intimidation check.
2: Okie dokie. 25! I rolled a 19! Hell
0: yeah! Gwen, you can feel, like, raw cosmic force power running through your veins as you go to, like, make yourself bigger. Like... Talos, like, drunk at the bar watching, uh, watching dimensional wrestling, has given you this extra boon in your time of need. And Millar sort of, like, reels back a little bit, and just, I hate him so much! Rotkin, you tell that one-eyed
6: piece of shit that I will devour the flesh from his bones, feast upon his ears, feast upon his ears, mm, and his tongue, and remind him
0: that just because he was born first,
6: born first, mm -hmm, mm -hmm,
0: doesn't make him better than me! And as Malar says this, and just
6: doesn't make him better than... Do you want to say me or do you want to say Malar?
0: Say me, Ratchin! Say me! Uh, uh, uh. And as uh, you see Roddy writing this out super quick, Gwen, you hear a booming laughter. And as this laughter starts up, starts up a strong wind begins to course through this forest that seems to like grow stronger with each one of these like <laughs> like as talos's laugh booms through like trees are being knocked over and you feel yourself being picked up and ah. then carried with that wind and malara is just like god ah, damn it and like as he's yelling Hi,
2: malar
0: and like uh roddy just and, like, waves at you, like, trying to hold on to his little book as it gets, like, picked up and carried by the wind <laughs> and he's floating with you. And, Gwen, you feel that laughter becomes almost... Like, Talus runs out of breath laughing so hard at this. But as that laughter continues, it picks up until you are moving faster than you have ever thought before. And you feel a burning sensation in your left eye. As you look down and you see that electricity is sparking off of your body. And you are no longer corporeal. You become energy. Pure and simple. Back on the material plane. some time has passed uh cory arjan uh is how would you describe arjan in this moment cyber like which moment is this uh this is after cory has come back she has been uh consoling you for a little bit um do you feel like uh she would or i guess cory do you feel like if arjan is not really responding a whole lot seems like he's very much caught up in this that you would take him out of this room or you would just all sort of stay here until you figure things out.
3: I mean after after Corey gets back Arjun he is responsive he's still stress level five and uh yeah you know shaken but uh, he's he's responsive. He hasn't tried to kill Illustratori. That's a plus for me.
4: Yeah. Um, I think that Corey might pick up on the vibe that he's not cool with Illustrator right now. Um, and also, like it'd probably be a good idea to get him away from any like reminders of our sudden and recent death. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she, she would take him out of the room, I think. like She'd gather up all her things, maybe uh, the belongings of the others um and just like get him to some place that's a little bit less high stress
0: okay yeah you guys had your um your resting area slash war room uh for planning the caius incursion uh previously that you could go to as well uh it has four cots that have been set up it's a resting area uh, for you and yours, um, so you are easily able to get back to this place. Um, and all things considered, you will have two days before Gwen returns.
4: Okay, um, Corey spends those two days, um, <laughs> Corey spends those two days splitting her time between, uh, Arjan and Oliviette, um, <laughs> the energy that she has around Olivierette is a little bit nervous um like like she she doesn't like not being able to see her she she kind of wants to just keep her in view um but aside from that she also just wants to make sure that Arjan is okay
0: okay yeah and from your understanding Olivier has not gone anywhere has no plans on going anywhere, unless it's back to the material plane with all of you guys. Um, but becoming the walking vessel for Elastray out on the battlefield and taking as much damage as she did while in that form seems to have worn her out quite significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's more dealing with the after fact of... I was just like I was just Jaeger piloted by a god and I my body as a person not really meant for that one um but all things considered she is she is glad to have you back as well um and you can tell that she feels she feels a little torn up because when you talk to her She lets you know that Arjan had asked who she would bring back when they were deciding between you and Gwen. And she feels like she made the right decision. But that's not a situation that she's ever been been in before. And she's glad to have you back, but she can't help but feel like her decision resulted in someone's death.
4: That's an insane situation that no one really should ever find themselves in.
0: And yet here we are.
4: I mean, of course you brought me back. We have a strong connection. It's It makes perfect sense as to why you would choose me.
0: And I think with that, um, besides it's Gwen, <coughs> it's Gwen,
4: we'll find a way to get it back.
0: And I think Olivia, like, she like does have some tears, like welling in her eyes at the thought that like, Oh, one, of, like, cause she considers you all companions as well. Like the fact that one of you would not be coming back. And so she's just like, uh, I think that she sort of like quietly nods. And just kind of wipes one of the tears away. Um, And then I feel like the two of you might have been having this conversation outside. Um, Possibly just like looking at the lunar scape, looking at the fucking planet below you. And you start seeing storm clouds. There is no like condensation (laughs) moisture on the moon. That's not a thing that happens here.
4: She's like, oh, it looks like it's going to rain.
0: But it doesn't rain up here. Oh, it doesn't? No, if there was, there would probably be like plants and shit.
4: Well, it's about to now.
0: And you see just this massive storm cloud beginning to build. And that storm cloud is laughing. And that doesn't make any sense. But from that storm cloud... There is a bolt of lightning... That shoots down from the ground. Or that shoots down from the ground. It shoots down from the sky... Unto the ground. And as it lands... There is a person... That just shot out of this cloud. And... Lo and behold... It is none other than your friend Gwen who just like tumble, 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 tumble. Like hard skid in the ground. And she just begins like (laughs) standing herself up.
4: Does she like land at our feet?
0: If she does, Gwen, is it like would it be, like, Looney Tunes style, where it's, like, head slightly, like, in the dirt and just, like, dirt, uh,
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that better.
0: So she just, like, like there is, like, a, a divot that has been made where she landed, and then she just, like, face down, sprawled in the earth, and you just hear her having been shot from God knows where through God's know what. To land here at your feet. And Olivia, I think, like cries out and like backs up a little bit. Like, what the <laughs> active active fuck is this?
4: Corey just crosses her arms uh and looks down at her. OW!
2: Fucking god Cory?
0: And Corey, as you look at Gwen, one of her right eye, normal, left eye, big ol' shiner. And then inside (laughs) where the eye is, there's just like cosmic cyclone going on.
4: Uh, She like just looks at it and kind of like tips her head to the side. Uh, And she's like, all right, who was it? Who did you make a deal with to get back?
2: I saw Talos.
4: Really? Yes. As far as I know, he only pumps you in the chest when you're trying
2: to talk to someone else. Well, yeah, that was awesome. He's also, like, really. Fu- Wait, where is everybody? What day uh, is it? How are you back?
4: <laughs> Lots of questions. I'll explain everything. Uh, and she, like, reaches down to, like, help Gwen to her feet.
2: Ugh, thanks.
4: Uh, she, her arm just comes off. She just lets it oh, pop shit. off. She's like, <laughs> God damn it! Oh, sorry, sorry. I've just always wanted to do that. All right, all right, all right. She, like, she puts the arm under her arm and, like, actually picks her up. She's like, come on in. I'll explain everything.
2: Okay, but quickly, please. How, okay, first of all, where, like, how, how'd you get back? You were in a ring.
4: You're the only one who knew I was in the ring?
2: I saw it on this, like, magical doohickey that Talos uh, had. Well, a lot of good that did us.
4: Yes, I was in the ring. Um, okay. The one that you gave me. Yeah. I I guess I just kind of assumed that if I ever died in a situation, you would have survived. Because you never die.
2: I died twice, apparently.
4: Welcome to the club? She, like, takes her arm that is underneath her arm at the moment, and she, like, uses it to give her baps.
2: Just like... Uh All right, where's Arjan?
4: Um, well, he's over here. He was the only one who really made it. Yeah. Which is worse. So. Yeah. He's been a bit sensitive this late.
2: yeah. But he's gonna be. Oh,
4: this is great. He's gonna be so excited to see you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you mind if I just like go ahead? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Gwen just starts. sprinting (laughs) towards where arjan is
0: yeah and with the directive that you have been given that you guys were just in your waiting slash war room i feel like it's pretty easy Gwen. you remember where that is Mm -hmm. so arjan um what are you doing if anything when gwen finds you like are you like lying on your side on your back are you like actively doing anything uh, I think,
3: he's, I, I think he's just kind of just like laying out. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, Gwen is going to kind of like, she skids to a halt in the doorway full on risky business style. Um. <laughs> Arjan! Holy shit. She f- runs and dives on top of you, uh. and she is just a, like like a breastplate, just attached arms and legs around your chest.
0: How? How would you? And then Arjan, you see like big shiner, galaxy eye.
2: Oh, buddy, he, I'm just... so sorry.
3: It, it hurts. Uh how tight he's gripping you Ugh. like he is afraid to let you go
2: yeah they're they're just intertwined at this point i'm so sorry i left i'm i, I, I don't know what happened there was well i actually i do know what happened cuz i saw it both of the things but you are so badass i saw you kill him
3: how how
2: i'm at talos he had me talk to this, like, uh, like beasty guy, Malar, and then he sent me back. Wait. Did he give me my eye back?
3: Is your eye supposed to look like a raging storm? Fuck.
2: Talos! Anyways, I can see fine. Does it look cool? Should I keep it?
3: I mean... Honestly, that would be a really cool name
2: if you took it. What?
3: Chief Gwen Stompfoot, Eye of the Raging Storm.
2: Oh my god. That sounds so cool when it comes from you.
3: <laughs> can you, like, still see? or
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little tender, because he, like, ripped my eye out of my head. But, uh, in general, I can see fine.
0: Oh your wounds. <laughs> oh, yeah thanks. shiner goes away
2: <laughs> just still attached how long have I been gone for two days motherfucker uh, sorry I tried to come back right away
3: I'm glad you came back at all
2: Course, couldn't leave you. Um,
6: it's
3: <laughs> and he's just gonna like exhale and then just you know rip it out again,
5: mm
2: hmm, and uh. I don't know if he can feel it, but there are just like, as she's laying her head on his chest, there are some tears coming down. So, what are we, uh, what are we doing next? I mean, I'm okay with just this for a while.
3: He's he's gonna, uh, release you. And then kind of get up again. Calem's gonna. If everything goes right, he's gonna come back in a few days.
2: Right. Where?
3: Uh, he's gonna gesture to the other side of the war room where uh the doll is.
2: Oh he be Okay, uh one second. Gwen gets down, goes over to the doll, and just Turns it to face the wall. <laughs> Sorry, Caleb. I just—it's really creepy. Um, do do you have my stuff here?
3: Uh, yeah. And um, your items are um just like if there's like a chair or something, uh, probably mm-hmm. around there.
2: Fucking sweet. She can't wait. Am I naked right now?
0: Uh, so when you died, I'm when you died, clothes away. When Talos brought you back, you have base clothes. You are basically in the like when you're deciding what your character looks like (laughs) at the character creation screen, how they all have like the same Mm underroos. You are in the afterlife underroos equivalent.
2: Fucking sweet. Uh, my jacket's not here.
3: It didn't survive.
2: My jacket? But I had so many things in the pockets.
3: I uh, know those are gone too.
2: She, like, moves through some stuff, like, realizing something real quick, and she's like, okay, the tankard of Plenty is still there. She kind of, like, pats that real quick, and then she's like, my Dwarven Ale's gone. Yep. All right, that's fine. She, like, takes the run axe and, like, straps it to herself. Just as, like, <laughs> I'm going to wear this for a while. Um. All right, fucking cool, I guess.
3: But what I was saying, Kalyn's going to come back. Yeah. Alistairi's next move, I guess, is to finish her plan to seal Caius away. And I suppose we also need to go see the Raven Queen.
2: Up For Caleb's thing? Can we take, like, a vacation first? I mean, it's waited this long. I'm just, like, I just got back. I came in on a fucking bolt of lightning. You look tired as fuck. Corey is making jokes out there. I think we could all use a little downtime
3: I don't know if if we can do
2: it at all well,
3: why? why the fuck do you think?
2: Jeez, I don't know what...
3: I... That wasn't even Caius.
2: Oh. Wait, what do you mean it wasn't even Caius? That
3: wasn't even him.
2: I, I thought that was him, and that's why we had to fight him. So what, that was just another, like, wormy version of him?
5: Yeah. I...
3: I don't know that we can go up against him. Or the Raven Queen. Oh, anything.
2: Hey, we've done a lot, okay? I mean, look at us. We, I mean, together, we've defeated a lot of shit, okay? Like, yeah, I died, and so did Corey and Caleb, But we're not gone. I'm back. You didn't die. And... If, if this is something we have to do, then we will figure out a way to do it. Because that's what we do. We're the Four Keeps. We get shit done. And most of that is because of you, you dumbass. You're the brains of this operation. You're the one who holds everything together.
3: I can't even hold myself together right now, Gwen.
2: Well... Sometimes you need help, and that's, that's why I'm here. That's why I had to get back to you, because I knew this would be really hard for you. We use each other to help each other up. To keep it together so that we can do our job. Hey. She'll uh, like, get back on the bed and like, stand up next to him so she's face-to-face with him. We're going to take some time. We're going to figure this out. We're going to make a plan. And then we are going to do this. Okay? Together. I mean, you believed that I could come back, right? You hadn't counted me out. He's
3: just shaking.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's all right, bud. It's okay. She's going to like wrap her arms around his neck and just hold him for a little bit.
0: Okay. So, as that is happening, Caleb, whereas the memories of Corvain. When you had witnessed them previously seemed to have gone in almost a chronological order leading up to the point where he entered into the plane of negative energy. Now it seems spotty. It's almost like you're living out non-sequential days and they are just mundane. You attend meetings. You teach at the school, you have dinner with your wife, you go to sleep. There are other days where you are in the process of preparing for this grandiose spell that will lead you to a new home and there are a series of that have not already been covered from previously this session there would be a total of seven of these days but on the sixth day you see as you are going about your business you see the spell you actually get to see it in its entirety and yourself with a collective other arch-magi are going through it, checking the notes, making sure that everything is going the way that it should. That no sigil is out of place. That everything is accounted for. And then on the next day, it is once again the same day that you watch the rifts open within the sky. And as you are looking at the runes that are placed about, you notice something strange. One of them is out of place. It is not yours. It's not your wife's. It is one of the other Archmagi. And they have changed the symbol. In the last possible moment, but done so, ever so slightly. And if you had, if you hadn't had the opportunity to rewatch this event, on a multitude of occasions, you would have never noticed. But this time, you do. Make an Arcana check.
1: 25.
0: Okay, so for a 25, so you know that when you are attempting to figure out how when you were attempting to figure out how to do this spell you need to draw on the plane of positive energy, you needed to draw on elements of the plane of negative energy, and effectively everything in between. When you notice this spell, when you notice this sigil, you notice that it is directing to a plane, but it's different. It's a plane that has a number associated to it, and you're not exactly sure what that number means, but it directs to 113. And you know that's not right, because it's not supposed to direct to a number at all. And with an arcana check that high, you know of only one place that has numbers in their planes. Someone called upon the powers of the abyss. That is the last day. For the rest of you, what do you do in the remaining eight days it takes for Calum to reconstitute?
3: Is there a, like, bath in the place? Yes. Um, there's a lot of Arjan just, um, like, lying in bed. And there's a lot of Arjan just going and sitting in the bath.
2: Gwen is just there. The first day Gwen comes back, she sits down and with her... Relatively exquisite handwriting she begins to make a note of everything that she saw while she met when she met Talos Um, Can she talk to uh, Chua?
0: Yeah, you are able to talk to Chua
2: Uh, She'll relay all of the information to Chua about what happened about uh, on the moon and then what uh, Might be happening and that she met Talos And it was fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. And Chua is astounded that, Uh and she's so pleased. She's watched you and helped raise you from a small little halfling to become the chieftain to now having personally met Talos. Like there is no, there is nothing greater for her as a speaker than to watch you come into your own. And Uh speaking of Talos being great. He made true on his word. Gwen, you did receive a blessing. It took a little bit after you came back to the material plane in order to actually feel it again. Like, you got turned into a bolt of lightning and sent through space. So, like, it was a lot going off. However, you have gained the following boon once per day, you become the eye of the storm. You may cast destructive wave at ninth level.
6: what oh
0: my god okay in exchange for your eye
2: yeah that's f- that seems fair <laughs> oh my god uh how do I find this out
0: Gwen I would say that I would say if anything you probably are like out by yourself being like son of a bitch didn't give me nothing took my eye like you're just like just shit talking him and it's one of those like you are training with mm-hmm. the runt axe Yeah. and just in a moment of just like fuck that guy like you bring the axe down and there is just a fucking force that shoots out and you feel very tired after the fact
5: mm-hmm.
0: and you try and do it again and it doesn't work but like you witnessed this happen before you
2: oh my god and then she's gonna run, and she's gonna tell Corey and Arjan what she did. And she's gonna be super hype. But for Fine. the rest of the time... I made a fucking wave of destruction in front of me! It was fucking- there's a fucking crater! Well, there's a lot of craters, but this- I made this one!
4: Is it lightning? No! There's a storm! Oh.
0: Yes. Destructive wave deals thunder damage followed by a radiant or necrotic. Your choice. <laughs>
2: That's it's really a, exciting. Thank you. It is very exciting. Do it again. Arjan? I can't do it. I tried to do it again. I can only do it once.
4: Oh. Does it?
2: It's like my friends.
3: Does it like hurt you?
2: I'm like tired now. Is this what magic feels like? Like you guys get really tired afterwards? It can. Huh. I need a bath. (laughs) I think... For the rest of the time, Arjun or uh, Gwen is going to like kind of just be shadowing Arjan, like just hanging out with him for the most part. Not just shooting the shit, not doing anything important. If he seems like he wants to be left alone, she'll like be close, but not like in the same room.
3: Yeah, I mean, he he engages you. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just, you yeah. know. Oh, he's depressed.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think one day she'll um, offer to play her flute for him. Sure. And uh, just do one of the old Goliath uh, uh, Wanderer songs that they... Play when they're out in the land.
0: For sure.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: That's about it.
0: Uh,
4: one of these days, Corey uh is going to request an audience with Ellistri.
0: Yeah, she's available. She's here. She seems weaker than what uh than what she used to be, but she is here.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey will just walk in. She's got a, a small burlap sack, um, and she will sort of, uh, I guess, like, walk over to her her, her foundry altar, the, the thing that she was laying on before, um, and she'll just kind of pour the contents out onto it, uh, and it's the remaining parts of the sword that she was given, um, the equinox... Moonlight's Edge, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Equinox was the. Um, when Caleb made it? you. Yeah, the one that Caleb made. Um, and she just, like, <laughs> basically puts uh, the, the blade of Moonlight's Edge down. I think that um, the replica had, like, the hilt of Moonlight's Edge. Is that true, Caleb? When I say Caleb, I mean.
0: E. Yeah, you can address Caleb.
1: It's like the uh, broken um, hilt of Moonlight's Edge.
4: Yep. Um, So she like just pours the blade out onto the uh, foundry and she says "Um, I thought I would return this to you. It wasn't long after I had left you that I broke it. So I thought that I'd give it back.
0: And Elastrae looks at it and then looks towards you and she says this was not a bargaining chip this was a gift gift that I gave to you
4: um she will like go to her hip and say I still have the hilt, and she like, uh, like opens it a little bit to show the the new blade. Um, she says, my friend recognized its sentimental value and had a replica made. Uh, and then just sort of shunk.
0: She smiles. Um.
4: I don't really use it though. I'm the Kalen of the Fallen Leaves, and uh, well, that sort of came off its own blade so that's the one I use
0: she nods and says then perhaps I can change the gift still given but a variety of f- form over function you still use uh, a shield I do and she will grab a silvered ingot, and she will set it down next to the blade, the remnants of this blade. and says, "You defended the realm below from Caius. Do you not think it right that a defender should be lacking one?
4: Well, when I was disintegrated, my actual shield was lost, so.
0: And she nods and says, say no more. (laughs) And she will craft you a shield using the remnants of Moonlight's Edge.
4: Um, And she watches with interest. Um, Like, Elastri's method of crafting is, is really something to behold. Um... And when she's finished, um, Corey will, like, be admiring the shield. Um, I want to say, can we, like, can we have, like, a sheath that's, like, built into the shield that, like, we can uh, put Equinox into?
0: Yeah, for sure.
4: Okay. I, (laughs) we need to, like, we need to make this, like, an artifact and, like, put it into other games and shit. That would just be really cool. That's gonna be Um, heavy. That's fine. She's strong.
0: Strunk. Strunk. Um, and Corey, I would say watching Ellastree dance, watching her perform this rite upon Moonlight's Edge, turning it from a weapon to a piece of defense, there is a longing deep inside of you that you have not felt for quite some time. A part that you thought that you had lost. And very faintly you see that silver flame that had once shrouded you before your time as a revenant, before your time meeting Shar. You see it steadily forms as a small silver around your hand. And then you remember everything else that has gone on since you had last been able to channel Elastrayi's power. And it fades. Hmm.
4: Would it be appropriate for Corey to join her in the dance? I would say yes. I think that if she hadn't mantled Corallon, if it was in any other situation, I don't think that she would have the guts to do this. But I think that she looks down, she sees that flame begin to uh, glow, uh, and it fades. Uh, and she like just sort of looks at it for a second. She, like, it, like this, this would be a moment of defeat for her, but instead she just stands up. And, like, I, I, I imagine Elastrayi is in the middle of, like, um, she, like, reaches a moment where she, like, pull, puts her arm out, uh, and, like, she isn't expecting it, but, like, Corey fills the vacancy of her hand with her own.
0: Yeah. And, Corey, as you dance alongside Elastrayi, that same... Slight fire returns, but this is the golden flames of the sun that just seem to wreath around you while the silver flames of the moon wreath around Elastrii, and, to- right. and together the two of you dance to create this shield.
4: Okay. I, I think that um, Elastrii's method of dancing involves a lot more movement. Whereas Cory just kind of stays in a central spot as an anchor to her.
0: Yeah. I would say that's definitely fine as well. And as the dance ends, and Cory, that golden flame seems to come off, you look down at the shield, and before it had looked just like a large wheel. Corallon's sun. But now you can see that it looks almost like an eclipse. This would be a the one where the sun is in front of the moon. I think that's solar eclipse or is that lunar eclipse? That is a solar eclipse. Solar eclipse. I always get those two confused. All
4: right. Um... I feel like anything that Corey was going to say uh, during this interaction, <laughs> they've communicated their feelings through interpretive dance. I think that they just uh, look at each other and there's like a knowing look that's like passed between them.
0: Okay. And at that point, Caleb your body has been reconstituting over the last 10 days and this is the 10th day arjan and gwen would you be in the room when this is happening or are you guys like off at the off at the spa having a cool down i think we'd be around
2: yeah i feel like gwen's trying to teach arjan one of the goliath like no, no, no. It's it, it's a halfling like board game, but she has like all they're all all the pieces are rocks instead of like the actual like pieces that would be on the game. It's very complicated, but I feel like at this point we've kind of like gotten into it and like we're both like r- like getting into the swing of things. Um. Uh, uh, yes, that's that's it.
5: Okay.
0: And as the two of you are playing this game, the rock pieces that you are using begin to shake. As there is a wind that almost seems to sneak into this room. And as it does, you can see that it carries with it dust.
2: Oh, God, Talus is back.
0: And it goes towards the doll. And it begins to kind of create this swirling in front of where the doll is and the doll raises up out of the chair and you see its head kind of like tilt back its little wooden mouth opens as this like bluish light seems to escape from it and as it does that light creates the shadow of a person In the dust and in the debris that is swirling in front of it and as that dust and debris begins to clump you see it forming into a rather aged now looking Shadarkai boy. It's more of a man, if anything. Hey! How old how old are you? He
1: is now five hundo plus, let me double check, Uh, 437.
0: Kalem looks much older than the last time you saw him.
1: As he lands, there is an aura of malevolence and hatred as he just slowly scans the room
2: uh hey buddy you good
1: i take it we won then kinda soft exhale it drops sorry Just a little worked
2: up right now. I thought I I was going to have to kill you again. What?
3: I know the feeling.
5: Welcome back.
2: Yeah.
1: It's good to see you guys. (laughs) So tell me everything that's happened.
3: Arshan does.
1: kale listens. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to experience that, Arshan. <sighs> we... keep saying we try and take a break, but it doesn't really pan out now, does it?
2: I mean, we've been just hanging out for a little while. That's been nice.
1: Good. Caleb looks down at his arm and then swears. Resurrection is costly as fuck. I had a tattoo.
2: I have a new eye well i, I guess it's not an eye Do I you thought that it? was a shiner no, no i got uh i am now the uh the the herald herald of the storm i uh, what did you say it was
3: the the eye of the raging storm
2: I'm the eye of the raging storm now i'm calem hm uh Corey's here too she uh was stuck in that ring. And that Alistrae brought her back.
3: Did you know about the ring?
2: I think I
1: made the ring.
2: I think you did. For me.
1: Yeah, and then you pass it off to Corey. Yeah. Um
3: What, what was I just supposed to figure out that it would trap somebody's soul? Honestly that died?
1: that slipped my mind. Uh really wanted it for the non-mind reading thing. I didn't
0: think Gwen would die.
4: Is it appropriate for Corey to walk in at this moment? Yeah, I
0: feel like that's an appropriate time.
4: <laughs> okay. Um, I think it slipped all of our minds, actually. Ah! Ah! But, sorry. Welcome back, Caleb. Hi. <laughs> I was holding on to it because honestly, I didn't have any more backup plans, and I didn't want to leave anyone alone.
2: Well, now we're all back. And we got shit to do. But, Caleb, you should take a break. You did just come... Where were you?
1: Living some of Corvain's memories. Oh. oh How has that been? I was right. Someone sabotaged the ritual.
2: Oh, that's the part you saw. okay. <clears throat> Who?
1: Someone. <laughs> Someone re- uh, changed one of the seals to direct to an abyssal plane. I have an inkling.
3: Anything else to go off of?
1: The number 113.
0: I would like to make an arcana check. Do it!
4: Who would do that? and Why?
3: 23.
0: Arshan, with a 23, you are... You know that number. I am intimately familiar with that particular number. Yes. Uh... That is the home on the lair of the abyss of the prince of Undeath himself, Orcus. Orcus. Orcus.
2: Orcus.
4: We haven't even dealt with Orcus yet. His followers, maybe, but not with Orcus. Oh, Mantling Corallon always... is going to make that much
3: more of an issue. They always said the Raven Queen hated Undead, I guess. For... That's a pretty big fucking reason why.
2: So just to recap, uh, Orcus is a demon lord of the abyss
1: that's the skinny of it yeah got it specifically undead sort of dealies ooh
2: uh hmm like my sort of undead sort of thing or like zombies
1: umbrella term undead if I remember my lore correctly huh
2: Okie dokie. Uh, why would he do this? No
1: idea. But nope. Nope. Nope, that's dangerous. I can do that. I'm learning.
5: Hmm?
1: I got a good look at the spell.
2: And what went wrong?
4: Yeah. Well, what can you learn from it? Aside from how to cast the spell.
1: That, that's thats the dangerous part. Also, um, figured out what's inside the puzzle box. Also, dying in the plane of negative energy is not a way to go. Mm. Get torn apart by night walkers.
4: Understood. What's
1: we all box? got
2: disintegrated like days ago. Well,
4: I'm not a spellcaster, Kayla. That's painless. What's in the box?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it, It's something akin to a moat of possibility. It could be literally anything.
2: I'm sorry, run that one more time?
1: It could be literally anything.
2: So it can be anything.
1: Potentially, yes.
4: What determines what that is?
1: (sighs) Unsure, but Corvain was too nervous to directly interact with it.
2: So we shouldn't fuck with it, right?
1: No, definitely not.
2: Caleb, you are older and wiser, aren't you?
1: Kind of filled out, yeah.
2: Yeah, your jawline has improved too, which is pretty impressive.
1: All the carrots. I don't eat.
2: Yeah, yeah, we know. I got the joke, thanks. Okay.
4: I thought carrots was a
2: thing that we made up. Never mind. Definitely a real food, Corey. Oh Sorry. no, the
4: carrots, of course, are real, but like the benefits were made up during a war with the Fomorians. It's
2: like carrots don't give you good eyesight.
3: Uh, be- <laughs> before we get into this, I
4: can't believe that got across. I can't believe that got across the plains,
1: Arjan.
3: What? We're all back. Now why?
1: I was told that time works differently for deities, so... I still want to get her back, but... I'm not in quite a rush.
4: I suppose we should hear out Elastree and see what her plan is for how to deal with Caius. Sounds like a plan. And keep an eye on what threats we're facing. If things aren't necessarily dire at the moment, or time-sensitive, then we deserve a
6: break.
1: Oh, Cory, if everything's dire and time-sensitive, nothing is.
3: And everything has.
1: We might need to think of a contingency just in case Alistair's plan does not work.
3: I don't. You all go talk to Alistair I've been to. I've been in here for ten days. I'm gonna go for a walk.
2: You know what? I uh, I also don't really want to talk to <laughs> train Not for any particular reason, but, like, I don't feel like I'm gonna add anything to the conversation.
4: You want to be alone, Arjan?
5: I don't know.
3: Maybe.
4: Well, if that's your choice, that's your choice. But you don't have to be.
3: I'm not going to turn anybody away.
2: Good, because I could use a little stretch to my little legs. Plus, walking with you is kind of like a jog for me anyways, and I need a workout today.
0: Okay. Alright.
4: Coriel just put a reassuring hand on Arjun's shoulder before leaving the room. Calum puts on some clothes and then
1: leaves.
0: (laughs) Robes of the Magi back on. Cinch them up real tight. So as Corey and Caleb go off to speak to Elastrae and Arjan and Gwen go on a walkabout upon the moon... That is where we are going to call it for tonight's session so i'd like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by and join us for this wonderful session of dungeons and dragons because we couldn't do it without contributions. wait no that's the patreon one thanks everybody it's been a great time it's really hot where i am and my mind is made of goo but speaking of things that are hot and turn my mind to mush rj where can we find you what do you do Hey everybody, I'm RJ. You can catch me at
1: rjustice 2 on Twitter and Twitch, where I tweet about the nerdy things in my life and sometimes stream. I inadvertently filled out my schedule, so I'm busy all week now. <clears throat> Here we go. Monday, is Kalem, the wizard, Shatter Kai, You know, four keeps. Uh, Wednesday, over at Lantern Noir's channel, where I'm playing Linton Rumblepot, who is a halfling paladin of devotion. Uh, they'll cook you some good food some southern down-home cooking. Um, Thursdays, over at GGK, where we play Elegant Magics. I'm a stinky cheese man who likes to steal magic objects. Um, Saturday, whew, back at GGK, we're playing... Star power, so it's a fate system, um, a himbo punchy boy, and finally, Sundays, two games. Uh, in the AM, I'm playing over at the Hype Goblins channel, where we are at a college, and I'm enrolling, apparently. Oh. And finally, over at the Lady Dames, where we're using Tailspire, which is a virtual board, um, to play some D&D. And it's great, because all of the background and backdrop scene setting is very good. I'm playing a tiefling monk there. He gets drunk sometimes hello
2: everybody i'm lb Hack'em up. you can find me at lb Hack'em up on the twitters and the twitches and next time i'm gonna be live is on my own channel tomorrow at three o'clock playing some dead by daylight i played uh alien isolation last week and boy i my best friend axel died and i just need a week uh <laughs> but after that you can find me on uh on ggk we're doing our masks game uh tomorrow night uh on, on Friday, I'm doing a horror game with Lauren back on my channel. And then on Saturday, starting this week for the next three weeks, I'm running a Monster of the Week game for some of my friends of the channel. We got Ted from Nerd Immersion, we got Flapjack Jacob, and then some of the guys from um, Better Than Heroes and um, and, uh, of course, Lauren's going to play with us, her first TTRPG. Actually, I think none of them have played it before, so it'll be fun. I'm excited uh, to get them into the system. And then on Sunday, uh, we got GGK uh, Thursday's Children, which is a Basin game. And then after that, we got Play Things with the Gods, where uh, they, they probably won't be meeting ghosts this week, but, boy, did they try to read a Zen's brain, and it went terribly. <laughs> so... It's gonna be great. Uh all my stuff. com. Hoi.
3: I'm Cypher. I do stuff. Yeah. Uh I'm I, I play games badly talk about lore on Twitch. Uh and also do horrible impressions of Winnie the Pooh and Goofy saying Elder Scrolls lines. There are clips of those. They're on my Twitter. Um uh, RPG stuff. I've got a Patreon with a whole bunch of free shit that you can take. It's it's free. You can you can take it. Uh, get it for your tables. Um, and then I'm here on Mondays and then on Thursday, every other Thursday uh, over on Twitch.tv slash High Shelf Gaming. There we go. Uh, my my brain is also mush. Uh, I've I am running Urban Shadows. Uh, the using the quick start rules from the second edition that's about to come out. Uh, I escalated things for my players. People died. Part of the city got uh, vaporized by uh, something that might be a god. That's fun. I can't wait to come back to that. Who boy. Uh, did and I'm on Twitter. I shit post and I post pictures of my dog who you've seen in the background. It's great. TodayKeener.com.
6: Oh, hey, speaking
4: of Denae Hi, everybody. I'm Denae Keener. You can find me at DenaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D and a lot of things on this channel. Uh, you can also find me at Denae Keener on Twitter. Uh, I have a pin tweet there that says all of the things that I'm up to on Twitch and when. Uh, so go check that out. Danaekeener.com.
0: And if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the Indoor Adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash adventures. <laughs> we do shows like this on Monday and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as well as on Sundays at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash IndoorAdventures to check up on all the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, including full playthroughs of a plethora of tabletop series. So go and check that out. Uh, or if you are more of an audience audio cast inclined individual we are available anywhere audio casts are made available for free and speaking of things that are being made available for free we are going to be going into our patreon supported after show called knights in the courtyard where we answer questions not only from each other but also from the community so if you have any questions that you would like to ask myself or any of these other fine folk feel free to join us on our discord post them in the twitch chat to the side find us on our twitters the links are found over here on the sides uh Yeah, come join us. We'll have a great time. But until then, I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop by. Thank you to these incredible players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week. And we'll see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody.
5: Bye-bye!